you know, he, my brother went to school for marketing and he said, you know, well, you wouldn't really see any revenue or any turnaround unless you had at least over a hundred books. And I said, you don't know what you just did. <laughs> I said, in the next three months, I'm going to put out a hundred books. Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. On this season, we will be taking a look at businesses and entrepreneurs in Prince George's County, getting insight into both the business process and the world of entrepreneurship. You will hear the stories shared by business owners and the entrepreneurs in the county, their challenges and their steps for success. Good morning. It's December 4th, 2019, and this is the Prince George's Daily. In today's weather, we can expect a high temperature of 47 degrees with a low dropping down to 34 tonight. Tomorrow, our temperature will remain consistent with a high of 45 degrees, dropping down to a chilly 29 degrees tomorrow night. Before we return to a high temperature of 50 degrees for Friday. Sunrise for today took place at 7.09 and sunset this afternoon will happen at 4.44. That's the weather for Prince George's County. Stay tuned to our Prince George Another Day interview. In today's news, we will talk about the insanity with a couple of outliers of the Prince George's County Police Department and a not-so-shocking county retirement after 40 years of service. But first, here's David Smalls with Calvin Thomas, who adds a Prince George's spin on literacy in Prince George's County. All right, all right. So, hi everybody. This is David Smalls for PGC Radio. I'm here sitting down with Mr. Calvin Thomas. We are going to discuss his uh, businesses, business, and what it is that he does. We're uh, interviewing entrepreneurs, and we wanted to talk to Mr. Calvin. We thank you for your time this afternoon. First off, what is the name of your company, and what services do you offer? All right. First of all, uh, thank you, uh, David, and thank you, everyone. I truly appreciate this opportunity. Um, the name of my business is called It's Reading Time, which is under Cal's Legacy Enterprise, LLC. And uh, the services that we offer um, are two things. Um, the first and very uh, most important, I would say, is the reading channel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we have a reading channel on YouTube called It's Reading Time, and you could uh, search, do a YouTube search, It's Reading Time to find uh, It's Reading Time. And um, we offer books read aloud to children um, from ages from zero all the way up to, I would say, about 12 years old. So um, I started the reading channel uh, this year. And um, the, ser the other services that I offer is we do read to uh, children at school. So if you have, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have a, um, a school or a nursery or some type of daycare and you would like for me or my wife and I to come out and read to your, um, to your students or to your children, we do offer those services as well. Okay, that's awesome. So you said you started the It's Reading Time this year? Yes, this year. Okay. So what what made you want to start that kind of company? Or, what, you know, what led you to starting this company? Was it a, a need that you saw? Or was it, you know what, I just want to get my children more interested in reading? What, what, what mm -hmm. prompted this? Well, uh, thank you for asking that. Actually, it didn't start off as a business. It actually started off as me wanting to create 
a bedtime routine for my children. I have four kids, uh, 11-year-old son, uh, twins who are two years old, and we also have a 10-month-old baby girl. So the twins are girls, and the youngest is a girl, and our oldest is a boy. So as you can see, we had our hands full, and I started the reading channel a week after Sienna was born, which is our 10-month-old. Okay, and uh, we were like, this is just so chaotic. Like, the house is trash. Like, everything is just like garbage right now. Like, I need. <laughs> and uh, what we used to do with CJ when he was uh, the only child for many years is we used to read to him at night before he goes to bed. And that really helped him go to sleep. So <clears throat> I told myself, hmm, well, uh, if we could just develop some type of routine to you know, get them ready and prepared for bed, let's do it. And for a while, I put it off because the idea and the thought came about when the twins were born and that then it didn't happen until, you know, our uh, our last child was, was born, Sienna. And a uh, week afterwards, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. So the very first book was uh, Goodnight Moon. And it started off as me wanting to do only bedtime stories. And kind of took off from there. Oh wow, wow, wow! Yeah, my my son loves Good Night Moon. <laughs> we read to him every night, and if we don't, he lets us know. Hey, I didn't get my story. So that's that's pretty cool that it started off as a. I'm just trying to get these kids to go to sleep, <laughs> and it turned into a company. That's awesome. Um, because oftentimes when you talk to people who are doing you know companies, a lot of times they may talk about it from a. I was just tired of doing this type of work and so i decided to do this is not necessarily you don't really hear someone say i just wanted my kids to go to sleep and (laughs) (laughs) it turned into something bigger than that so that's awesome um so of course with it being a business or company of course people get in business to make money obviously Mm. um when did you or how long did it take you to actually start seeing some type of revenue from this business i know you said you didn't initially intend for it to be a business Mm -hmm. and then you only intended to do nighttime stories then it progressed from there so Mm -hmm. when did you start to see some type of money from it (laughs) well currently in terms of money from the channel i haven't received any money from the channel as of yet but in my visions in my uh dreams and in my um goal-seeking mindset, I saw the money. And what I did was after the first book, I said, well, let me check out some other channels, you know, and and see what other reading channels are on on YouTube. And I said, oh, oh, wow. You know, this is great. You know, this person has been doing books for three, four years. And then I started doing research on YouTube and how to make money. And I said, what like I didn't even realize that you could make money from YouTube. I thought all of the ads were going straight to Google, who's the you know the owner of YouTube. I didn't think that the like the the producers or whoever made the videos themselves get a cut of that as well. And so I began to dig more and more, and I was like, wow, like this uh, a company or website called SocialBlade.com. You can look up any uh youtube channel to see how much really they make and uh it's it's an estimate it's not exact and so some of the reading channels that um we used to actually play for our children before we started our own i began to look up those because we had already 
you know, use those channels. And I said, this person is making a million dollars YouTube alone, like off of social, according to socialblade.com anyway. And I said, wow. It's like what she's doing is so simple. I mean, just singing kids songs and, and doing this. And I was like, <clears throat> and it also sounds like she's doing everything like by herself Maybe she have a few people on her team now, now that she's a, a little bit bigger. But I said, wow, this could be, you know, much bigger than what I thought. And so uh, one book began two, you know, the second one was Brown Bear. What do you see? And then I set a goal for myself. I said, um, I received a challenge from my brother. He said, you know, well, you know, he, my brother went to school for marketing and he said, you know, well, you wouldn't really see any revenue or any turnaround unless you had at least over a hundred books. And I said, you don't know what you just did. <laughs> I said, in the next three months, I'm going to put out a hundred books. So I said, all right, I'm going to put out a hundred books. And uh, right now we're at, as of today, I believe we're at 305 subscribers. Um, and with YouTube, um, and it's uh, guidelines. You have to have at least 1,000 subscribers from YouTube and at least over 40,000 hours of watch time within one year to really uh, start to um, to get paid through YouTube and, and ads and everything like that. So we are on the move. Uh, the channel has, has grown very, very rapidly, and I'm looking forward um, as we put out more books weekly to receive the income. Okay. Well, listen, you're, you're obviously making progress, which a lot of people don't understand. Like some people have this, uh, I guess, I don't even know if you want to call it a misconception, but that the entrepreneur wakes up the next day after they decide to go into business for themselves and boom, they're making six figures <laughs> and there's no real work. It's just, you know, it's simple. Mm -hmm. And just even hearing you say that you had to do research, like you went and also checked out other channels and saw what they were doing and to even come to the conclusion that, hey, I can do this, too. What what was that like? When what, when did you have that moment that was like, you know what, not to, you know, downplay what other people are doing, but hey, I can do the same thing and <laughs> probably a little bit better. So what what was that moment like for you? Was it after the first book or? Um, yeah, it was, it, to be honest, it was after the first book. Um, the first book was like with, uh, just some simple crickets in the, in the background that I found and, uh, me just, just reading good night moon and, and I played it back for the kids and we had already read that book to them like several times. And, uh, I was like listening back to it. And my wife was like, wow, that, that really sounds great. That sounds good. And I was like, oh, you, you think so? Oh, okay. You know, you're not messing with me, right? You know, <laughs> she was like, no, no, like it, it really sounds good. And I said, oh, wow. And then it, it just, it, it clicked like, wow, this, maybe this is something that we can do. I mean, this was, you know, adding value to our children. What about allowing it to add value to other children as well? Awesome. So, I mean, that speaks to passion and anybody who's going to be good at anything has to have passion that mm -hmm. if it were just about the money, then it wouldn't be a passion. It would mm -hmm. just be a job. So mm -hmm. 
you will see the money. <laughs> when the money gets here, at least you're prepared for it because you're already passionate. It's not going to change your approach to what you do. Mm. So that's that's awesome. I, how how many views do you, you get a lot of views on a regular basis or what is your most viewed book? Hmm. That's a that's a great question. Right now, uh, the most viewed book is Team Umizumi. Oh boy. Uh, Outer Space Chase. <laughs> right now that's at I believe over 3000 views. Okay. Um I put that book out maybe 4 or 5 months ago and you know keep in mind the entire channel is about 10 months old. So, <laughs> you know, everything is pretty new cuz everything is this year, but yeah, Team Umizumi Outer Space Chase is is uh the number one book right now. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, what are some of the challenges that you face in being an entrepreneur, like the day-to-day grind or the, you know, lack of support perhaps from other people? Hey, I got this channel. Please subscribe or at least check out the video or, you know, how it is with a lot of people. Oh, yeah, I support you. I got you. Anything you do, just let me know. And then you look at the views and it's like, well, these are the amount of views that I I, I viewed it. Like, where are your views? <laughs> like, so do you face any of those regular or, you know, just the the everyday threat probably of why am I doing this? Should I stop doing this and do something else? Should mm-hmm. I play it safe again? What What are your challenges? Yeah. The challenges are we, we're in a, in an age where um, people have the microwave mindset and not a, a crock pot or even oven. They just stick everything in the, in the microwave. Oh, it doesn't work. So I'm just going to scrap it, go to the next thing. And, you know, everyone is fending for this, viral video or or um something that will will just blow up and it's just like no you know things take take time you know when you're in your you know your mother's womb you don't just come out kicking and screaming you know it takes time for your body parts to develop and things like that and some of the challenges the biggest challenge for me was i mean really getting started putting out the the very first book Cause I put it off for uh, several months and, you know, my wife and I just, it was just like talked about, not actually executed. After that very first book was out, I was like, I'm out there now. And, um, and I remember uh, telling you that I had a goal for myself uh, for a hundred books. I I believe I set a goal for March 31st when I started it in January of, um, of a hundred books. And, I, the challenge was for me with having four children and having to get up. Um, and at the time my wife was ill as well. I had to get up literally at four thirty AM to begin my day. That's how, um, how stressful and challenging it all, it all was because once the kids woke up, you know, you have, you know, twins and diapers and, and you had, uh, three children under two years old, you know, um, at the time at least. And, um, so as you can imagine when everyone wakes up, it's like, okay, all hands on deck now. So everything had to be done either very early and very late. And, um, I figured, okay, schools and daycares, they get, you know, the TV going, books written, all that during the day. So I have to push my, um, books out in, in the morning. And so, uh, that was that was the biggest challenge mentally, I would say. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of uh, people who, you know, who still support and, you know, would go talk to libraries and things like that for me. 
Um, but the challenge uh, for me right now is um, staying consistent as well um, and having a, a schedule. That sometimes can be hard because I used to do one book per day. And uh, that was, of course, it helped me to build the uh, the volume initially. Um, but then kind of going back to one week, you would think, oh, you used to do one a day. You know, one once per week is is it should be a lot easier, right? Yes, and and no, um, it 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 has its challenges. Um, with once a week now, I'm doing more research. I'm doing more um, analytics. Uh, YouTube has has a deep um, uh, has deep analytics that you can analyze to see which country is watching your YouTube videos, how often, which one is the greatest books. I'm doing a lot of that. And um, with that, doing once a week, it slowed down initially some of my views and some of um, and some of my subscribers. But actually, after going back to once per week, after doing it once per day, after going once per week for maybe a month, everything actually started to pick up. And within the last 30 days, like, it, it just, like, had it explode like um within the last i believe 30 days um i don't know how many tens of thousands of views i received and uh 55 more people subscribed and i didn't get my first 55 until like after the first maybe three four months or so so okay that's awesome man i'm glad to hear that you you know constantly are passionate and continually to push because that's what it takes to be successful in anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and overcoming challenges is just a part of life. So it's mm -hmm. like the challenges vary, but mm -hmm. you know, the same tenacity that you had when you faced the last set of challenges, you have to bring to this set mm -hmm. of challenges as, it, as it increases, your tenacity has increased. So mm -hmm. that's encouraging to hear, especially for those of us who have children and realize how different they make life. They yeah. make it so much better, but they make it, so much different at the same time. <laughs> yeah. um, so one of the things I love about what you're doing is the fact that you are a, you live in Prince George's County. Yes. Um, this is the greatest county in the face of this county. This, this is a wonderful county. We have such a, a large diversity of resources and a wealth of knowledge in here. And to hear that, you know, we have somebody who's giving back because essentially that's what you're doing. Like you're mm -hmm. helping to educate children because we all know that there's been a drop off in the amount of children that learn how to read or are even interested in reading. And when you get started at an early age, it only promotes that desire for learning as they get older. So I, I want to say thank you for what you're doing, because mm -hmm. it's very important to invest in our children, like for all the new companies and things that are getting started to have one that is primarily invested in our youth. In our future, I think that's fantastic. So, yeah. just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you, you know, and it's good to have it in PG County, I'm yeah. in our county, in the county. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, what kind of work-life balance? Because I know you said this is the the challenges of having four children and a wife. Mm -hmm. What would a perfect day in your mind look like when it comes to work-life balance? Hmm. Work-life balance. Um, perfect day. I, to be honest with you. Um, I think that's like a myth, balancing everything. It's really not a, a balance. It's like a juggle, mm. you know. Um, and it could change uh, day to day. But 
Um, I would say if we're going to get close to the work-life balance, I would say my family has been always, always first, you know, outside of God, you know, here on earth, you know, my family is always first. And um, work-life balance to me is making sure that on the back end, because uh, really my one of my main goals financially is to have passive income um, because I'm big on nurturing and taking care and providing for my family. And, uh, you know, one of my wife's uh, love languages is quality time. And this is one of the reasons why I even started the channel. Like, okay, if I get money on the back end, I don't have to clock in at a, at a, at a job, which is nothing wrong with it. You know, I, I will continue to do that, you know, um, and support, you know, the channel as well. Uh, but the perfect work-life balance is having spend time with my family while only, um, I would say maximizing rather time with my family and having less work to do on a daily basis, but also having a set time that I could schedule for my work. Like let's say if I wanted to um, have a meeting with um, some of my partners or with employees or whatever uh, that I will uh, eventually get, um, I will set aside a two out three hour block a specific time um, and and then be able to uh, after laying the foundation for the next, two, three, four months or so, um, have the majority of the day um, spending time with my family. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so where would you like to see your business or this company, it's reading time, where would you like to see that go in the next five years? Hmm. Yeah, in the next five years, um, we've, we've started um, the ideas um, and wrote a few ideas down about putting out our own books that we've written and published. Um, that's one of the main focuses. Um, and to talk about topics that relate to us as African-Americans, like with, um, I have three girls, obviously, and a lot of topics uh, nowadays is about hair, natural hair, non-natural hair, things like that. So we want to create books that pertain to that and then also books that pertain to you know my son as he getting as he is in this preteen stage you know he's going to be faced with different challenges that we face here in in America and we want to be able to um have books that relate to that as well and um you know that's that's one of the biggest visions is is having books that relate to us to our kids and and adults as well Awesome. Awesome. So is there anything that you would say or advice you could give to somebody who, you know, wants to be an entrepreneur or believes they are supposed to be doing something for themselves? Would you give them any advice as to maybe what to start or, you know, any type of classes, workshops? What would you tell them they mm -hmm. need to do? Well, it I believe it starts with the mindset. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs go into it for different reasons and not saying that your reason is right or wrong. Um, but if you're going into, um, entrepreneurship, um, let's say, 
uh, because you want money. Um, most of us think that, uh, okay, well, you know, I'm going to make lots of money. And if you do it for the money, you may end up or may su succeed with the money, but is money going to sustain you? Like, is going to is it going to drive you to continue to do your business? Whereas if you're adding value to someone and you love doing what you're doing, you would do it without the money. And then in turn, once the money comes, it'll just come pouring in because you're then adding value to someone as opposed to wanting something in for yourself. No, and um, I believe um, I believe that to be true. So seek to add value to somebody's life before you seek to add revenue to your pocket, is what you're saying. <laughs> Which, I mean, that that's amazing because, again, it's that passion and that drive that's going to carry you until you get the money. And even after the fact, you know, mm -hmm. it's not the money is not going to dictate to you the quality of your work or the quality of the, the value you're trying to add to people's lives because you've already established that. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I value. I want to add value. So that's... Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so in closing, is there anything that you would like to say to our listeners? Anything that you would like them to know, uh, perhaps giving them information on how they can get in touch with you or how they can follow your company, your YouTube page? OK. Um, yes, you could follow uh, my page um, on YouTube. I also have Facebook and Instagram. You could search YouTube dot com forward slash C as in Calvin forward slash it's reading time no dashes or underscores or anything like that once again youtube.com forward slash forward slash c forward slash it's reading time and uh on facebook and instagram it's it's reading time kids okay you can uh search that as well and uh that's what you could um find me um right now uh, we do not have a website. We strictly use YouTube and, and Facebook and Instagram uh, currently. And uh, I would also like to mention um, uh, of something that you said before with Prince George's County being a great county. Uh, m some people don't know this, that uh, Prince George's County is the wealthiest county for African-Americans. Uh, during my studies, uh, it says that the average household income is about... 80 to 85 grand, even though uh, that's currently not us right now. <laughs> and Say, some I people, that. but, um, but that, that is the statistics, uh, at least according to uh, the 2017 statistics and maybe higher. Um, I say that to say, I would like to challenge uh, some of the entrepreneurs or some of the wealthy people here in Prince George's County, since this is the wealthiest african-american county in the nation in the entire nation and especially right here in this area they said mitchellville Bowie is like the largest cities you know in terms of a wealth for african-americans um what troubles me though is that we currently are on the rise um thank you to um dr golson for her wonderful job with the school system as a new superintendent um but we've had some troubling times over the years in terms of our public school system for us to be number one in terms of wealth. Why is our school system suffering so much? 
and uh, I believe it um, it takes um, uh, uh, all of us. Uh, I've met um, um, many people in um, the political arena, like uh, um, a delegate Daryl Barnes, who is um, making moves, uh, but he needs some help as well um, with uh, transitioning this. And my hopes and dreams is to make Prince George's County, you know, um, number one, um, starting early. We uh, started our son reading when he was just a few months old, when he was in kindergarten, he actually read to his class. And, um, you know, obviously, unfortunately, he got teased for being, oh, quote unquote, too smart, you know, things like that. And, and that troubled me, you know, um, and I and I would like for every household in, in Prince George's County and beyond to see that um, because really the the most of the comments I receive on YouTube have been from other countries, which is ironic, you know, from uh, mainly like Asians and the Asian community who's trying to learn English. So they would go to my zero to two um, years old uh, playlist and say, wow, this, this has really helped my English. Wow. This has really helped. And so, you know, if other people could do that and see the value, you know, why can't we see the value in that as well in, in reading? And so um, people tend to wait till their children is able to talk or able to comprehend or able to listen. Like, no, like you can even read to your child while they're in the, in womb, the womb, you know, and uh, I, I believe that to be so. All right. Well, I, that, that's a great call out to everybody in Prince George's County. You know, whether you're part of the wealthier or not, like we have to support Prince George's County, like the resources and the things that we have, we should be pouring back into the county, into our children, into our communities. So I accept the challenge. I'm going to do what I can to to contribute, to support. I don't have millions of dollars, but it takes more than just money. So I can make sure that my children are educated. They love education, that they're not a stigma, that it's not a stigma in my house to be able to read or Mm -hmm. being called smart is that's a compliment yeah (laughs) like it's not something that you should feel bad about so we will hold our heads high in pg county because Mm -hmm. we we are we are number one Mm -hmm. we are and we're Mm -hmm. going to act like it so i I appreciate this interview i thank you so much for stopping through giving up your time i know your time is precious as all of our time is so i thank you uh mr calvin for just coming through and challenging us um this has been a great interview guys thank you for uh, pgc radio i'm david smalls you guys have a great one take care This is Prince George's Community News, and I'm Del Roden. A suspended Prince George's County, Maryland police officer has been indicted on charges including indecent exposure and second-degree assault. Grand jury indicted Sherrod Wiggins for events that happened while he was off-duty in Hyattsville back in April. Wiggins was suspended from the Prince George's County police when Hyattsville police began a criminal investigation against him. Prince George's County Police launched an administrative investigation against 
Wiggins, who joined the department in 2012 and is assigned to the Bureau of Investigation. Also from the Prince George's County Police, an officer was accused of breaking into an office building at Gallaudet University and has been arrested and suspended. Robert Grimes was detained on campus after someone patrolling the university heard breaking glass in the Dawes building shortly before 3 in the morning on the 24th of November. Charging documents said the person patrolling the area went to investigate and found Grimes without a shirt on and injuries to his wrists, shoulders, and stomach. According to the documents, Grimes said several times that he was sorry and put his hands behind his back. Grimes had earlier entered the building by breaking the first floor window and destroyed property inside, including a plastic globe, flags, and a door. Grimes was highly intoxicated and reported that he did not know what happened and how he got to the location. And this from Prince George's County, EMS, Mark Brady has been a trusted source of information for decades for the community, including news outlets like WTOP. He retired from the Prince George's County EMS and fire this past Monday. He began his career with Prince George's County over 40 years ago as a 911 emergency operator. Briefly, he worked with the county's police communications department, moving to the fire department 911 center for 13 years, and lastly, spending 27 years as a spokesman for the Prince George's County Fire Department. That's Prince George's County News, and this is the Prince George's Daily. I'm Del Roden. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly B, Maude Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roden. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.